0: Hello and welcome to I Wish I Knew That About Songwriting. My name is Jamie and I'm gonna be your guide, taking you through every single thing I wish I knew about songwriting before I started in this game. Welcome to a special, special episode of I wish I knew that about songwriting. Today we have a guest and I'm just going to take many moments to tell you some things about him, things he's achieved. I'd like to say first, thank you to Alyssa and Elizabeth for helping me put this together because it's a serious, serious list. So today we have producer, arranger, writer vocalist mixer cellist pianist guitarist bassist and composer one-time actor on german sesame street as well i've just found that out he's got 16 number one singles in germany a grammy award emmy and Amy, annie nominations i didn't know what an annie was until i met this gentleman <laughs> 14 theme songs on streaming platforms circulating netflix hulu paramount you name all of it many many hits in the u.s multimedia displays running at disneyland if i'm not wrong and that stuff is pretty serious also written themes songs for, for films you may have heard of fast and furious he's had songs performed by jesse j snoop Dogg, kelly clarkson monster x and share i've never heard of any of those people neither of you i'm sure he's worked with timberland and the late great busby which we'll be talking about it's a beautiful moment i remember from our first conversation he's a family man to the core he's warm-hearted light-hearted gem he's an absolute gem of a human being so please welcome to the show alex garingis how are you doing sir
1: I'm so, I'm blushing and I'm so embarrassed. Um, uh, Who are you talking about? Like, who's this guy? Like, it's only me here today. (laughs) The pink lights.
0: He's not blushing. It's the pink lights. Jamie, that
1: was such a sweet introduction. Thank you so much, man. I I really appreciate it. So nice to be
0: on your show. Of course, man. You're welcome. And as I said, thanks to your wonderful um, assistants and and press agents for helping me with that. Because there's so much this man has achieved. I didn't know how to get it all in what document. So we're here. We've done it. And first of all, it's going to start super simple. How are you and where are you today?
1: I'm great. I'm uh, in the middle of uh, one of my shows, uh, which is called Batwheels, and I'm uh, in my studio in Los Angeles.
0: Easy. Yeah, t- Batwheels. I didn't even talk about Batwheels. I didn't even talk about Trolls. I didn't talk about all these theme songs he's been up to. But I want to take it right back to the start because, as I said, you can play everything from what I can see. Where did this start for you? Where did you start with music and how did it kind of come into your life?
1: So, you know, I was born in a family of musicians. My father is a world-class cellist. My mother is a fantastic pianist. And so I had had music in the mother's milk, basically. And then uh, a couple of years later, my friend came to me and said, like, when I was already an actor, he said, hey, you're an actor, so you can write lyrics. And I was like, how did you get from one to the other? And uh, he said, no, no, just try it out. I tried it out. I did a lyric for his song like a rap lyric. He pitched it to EMI Publishing. They loved it. They sent it to Sony BMG and now we were out there and recording the song and we were artists right away. The German dream began. <laughs> and then uh but this was up to date uh, the biggest flop of my career. So nobody bought that, nobody wanted it, but a producer, um a really famous producer in Germany, his name is Torsten Brötzmann. He's like uh, an incredible friend meanwhile and became my teacher later. He saw it and said, you know what? You guys as an artist, you really don't have the looks. You don't have the vocals and whatever, but your writing is great. Your producing is great. Um, do you want to do a project with me? And that's how I went into music. Like the first song we ever released together, um, was my first number one hit. And, um, the second one was, um, uh uh, big brothers uh, uh first season the theme song so i had a great entry through a great guy and through a great teacher yeah that was amazing
0: that is so good. There's so much to break down there because you're coming from a country where <clears throat> not necessarily that easy to break into that mainstream right. pop. His first song was a flop and his second song was a number one. That led to 15 more number ones, I believe, in Germany. It was so crazy. Just, just step up and well, enjoy this. It was great. Guy. You
1: know, it was great because um, Thurst and I had just a great in and he was just a. He is still like a fantastic guy. Like I learned so much. I learned to program. I I couldn't know. I didn't know how to use logic and everything. Like I learned through him to program to to record vocals, to be really like to invest every like your all your heart in the songs and in the productions like he is doing it. So I'm I'm still doing it and teaching actually meanwhile my assistants to do the same.
0: <laughs> Cuz I remember something that was sent over as part of this was that you take every instrument very seriously and where it is so can you talk to me a little bit about your philosophy of producing and arranging
1: i mean like for me for me um producing and and writing are actually two different steps but you always do it at once you know like like we all you're also a producer writer you you know how it, how it goes you're like starting a session and then right away you're writing and while you're writing you're producing because that's such a big part of it the right sound could you know could ideally be your next idea already so i feel um for me it's always the the most important thing that it goes together and that it feels organic somehow even if it's like super dance
0: music it needs to be organic and it needs to come from the heart and you work so closely with scoring with films and you also have worked so closely as I talked about you know Jesse Jason Doug Kelly Clark, and all these wonderful people, and many many young people which I loved about you, the way you spoke about and um kind of venerated young people young people what's better for you composing for film or producing for artists
1: you know i like um, i must say uh, these are two very very different jobs like when i um when I'm composing for for film i always um you know you're always it's all about collaboration. You collaborate with the filmmakers, you collaborate with the director, with the producer. They already have mostly a vision of what they want. You know, there's a script, there's uh, in in TV shows or in movies, you have a great script, you already know where it's going to, to, to be and you just discuss the palette of um, the sounds you choose, or um, how you want the film to sound like, or what the subtext is, which the music should should uh, be about. But um, when you're working with an artist, it's always and and you possibly create a song for an artist. It's always like you're pouring your heart out. You know, you just like you talk about um, you talk about their. World, their maybe their inner world, or what the, what the artist wants to say, and you just help them to get that out musically. So it's very very different approaches.
0: I love that. And pulling your heart out is something we're going to talk about in depth because it's not just that; it's really practical. I promise you. But something I want to pull you up on because, as you said, you stumbled from your first song ever after Sesame Street to then having a number one record in your second song ever, and then you lined up sixteen number one records and. I know that you can have a great career in Germany producing for their market, but why the hell did you move? Uh, Why did you leave? Well,
1: you know, at a certain moment, I feel like I was creatively standing still, like, um... I, when you, when you achieved so much and I'm really so blessed for all the successes I have in Germany, it was such a great time. And I, I was just thinking, uh, where does, what are my next steps? Like, I, I personally see myself <clears throat> more as a, you know, as a storyteller, as, as an artist more than a composer or a songwriter or something. Like, I like, I like stories. I like to, I like to be a part of stories. And I feel like I always, I always was a big fan of people who reinvented themselves from time to time, like Madonna or Prince. Sorry. Mm. They always had the ability to completely uh, come out with a new, new album and be complete different person. I always admired that. And I think, I think I always, I always thought that, that I have like a thing for, american pop music and american big huge epic scores but in germany like people you know they were kind of smiling at me when i said that hey i think i can write big scores hey i can i think i can you know score big shows and work with big artists they they kind of you know not that they didn't want to hear it but uh they weren't so aware that i'm actually really have that taste more than for the german smaller market you know if you know what i mean So I um, yeah, so I, so the next step just needed to follow. I needed a complete change in my life, and uh, then uh, we tried, you know, my pub- publisher at that time sent me to Los Angeles, and before I was even living here, I was working with an incredible songwriter. I met an incredible guy called Busby, and we wrote a song about my ex-girlfriend called Dark Side. This just uh, got, this got cut by Kelly Clarkson and got as a Grammy. And um, then my beautiful wife said to me, because I was always complaining every time I, 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 you know, every time I went to L.A. in that point, I was like, oh, every time I went home, I was literally tearing up because it's so wonderful here. Here are so many creatives and so many great people and uh, i was coming back to little germany i was lit- literally crying and tearing up and my wife said to me i don't need a wimp at home i just I just want my man back and then i said yeah but then we need to move to la and then she said okay you know what let's do it for god's sake and then she said very sweetly when somebody can make it in la then it's you babe and uh this was so touching and she just literally, you know, she was ready to to lose her own job and just to we, we packed our little kids who were like two and four and then we just moved and relocated to LA. It was really a big moment
0: in my life. That's beautiful because we've already talked about all of the things you've achieved, but what is your proudest moment? Your proudest. I mean.
1: Moment? My my proudest achievement is and will always be, and this is also what my biggest hits in my whole life are: my two kids and my wife. I mean, I I'm literally living a fairy tale life. I I got, I got so lucky with them, and um, and um, you know, I I was talking just to relate that to to music and songwriting and production. I was working with a great friend of mine. His name is uh, Billy Mann. You know, he wrote so many songs in his life. We discovered so many artists. He's famous for all his pink songs and Kelly Rowland and David Guetta, whatnot. But when we wrote together a couple of times, for the first time we wrote together, he said to me, Alex, when you want to get really successful in life and in your job, you got to turn to your family. And this was so beautiful and I thought in the in the beginning, like, oh, it's a little, maybe a little kitschy, you know, to say stuff like that. But it turned out it's not at all. It's exactly um, when you when you get all the strength and the love, you know, when you when you have the, the opportunity, it doesn't need to be your family. It could be friends or whoever who's next to you um, that that for me, it gives me so much strength and so much uh, reassurance that actually um, makes me wanna go to the studio and to provide and to be there and to show up. So yeah, that's that's my biggest achievement so
0: far. (laughs) No, thank you, because it's very practical as well, because you're saying if you are a rounded human being who's taken the time to invest in their relationships, you can turn away from your work. And then when you turn back, you're more inspired. Yes, that exactly.
1: You're, you're like, I feel like it's vice versa. It's inspiring. You know, like, Real life, you—if you, you're a songwriter and producer, you tend to work like in you know dark rooms and dark studios. As you can see, I don't like that too much. Like I have like a super daylight studio with a pink piano. Yeah, it's all
0: pink. Beautiful stuff. It's all stuff pink, like guys, all you colors. You know, like
1: just just for you, Jamie. I just show off like different colors, blah blah. So <laughs> having whatever. History, guys. <laughs> but um, but what I wanted to say is like I always I, I always wanted um I always felt in dark studio rooms very alone and left alone i i I thought this has nothing to do with the music i want to bring out in the world i want to have like a place where i can um you know where it can be light and where where a lot of color is possible well, <laughs> where actually which is also so diverse as as a room itself, so that everyone feels comfortable that was a that 's uh, one of the biggest thing in songwriting. You have a language which unites everyone it 's so oh, oh my god i 'm sounding like a super kitschy uh, kitschy rainbow uh, uh, <laughs> rainbow, <laughs> elephant rainbow or whatever <laughs> but um that 's exactly that 's in the end. Uh, really one of my biggest uh, biggest goals in life, to bring good in the world, to bring through my music good in the world and leave the world um, better than I found it, you know? <laughs> so And you're yeah. so,
0: so, so on the way to doing that. And I want to pick up later on that theme of what's next, because that's the kind of the beauty of what we talked about. But can we go right back to sure. your early days? because? We look around you, you've, you've achieved so much and you're this incredibly funny and weird guy, which I think is why I quite like you. <laughs> when you were young, was just music all you did? You know, were there distractions? Were there other things that you were interested in or was what it just What do you mean music? by where? <laughs> still,
1: still. <laughs> no. um, you know you know uh, so when you have like two two big classical parents at home of course they are they are a big inspiration but what do you want to do like what do you want to be when you see them like practicing every day playing the cello playing the piano you want to be exactly the opposite you don't like that as a kid and as a teeny. You, you just say, like, what the, what the heck is this music? Like, what, you have no relationship to it. And then my parents wanted me to dress up in classical concerts. Like, till today, I have, like, a tie traumata. I hate ties. <laughs> but And I never wear them. I, I wore one for my wedding because my wife wanted me to, but that's, like, the only time in my life I ever wore a tie.
0: Because I remember you talking to me about the idea that this is so cool, but you get everything from music. This is what I'm getting at,
1: yeah. so 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 the thing is the thing is, um, you want to be so different that that you just forget where your talents are. like I really I really didn't want to see or really uh, acknowledge my talents. I just wanted to be to do something which has nothing to do with my parents. And then I started actually acting because this was like artsy, but it was just something different, right? It uh, it was not playing music and 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 actually I had a lot of fun. But my mother, who knows me of course very well, she said to me while while I'm staying, uh, you know, was in a play or something. She said to me, "Oh, you were good in that play. You re- you re- you were really good." But I feel like when you're sitting at home and trying like some harmonies, and even if I say, even if I say, um, um, uh, when you played that harmonies at home you, you were so full of passion but when you're on stage you're good but when you're at home and playing on the piano that's such a different level so she saw that i'm not really with full heart on the stage that i actually was meant to do something else i didn't i really didn't see it but uh, so it let me you know so i did that acting path and it let me actually to find my new identity as a composer and songwriter. Like I really, I really wanted to become an actor, and not a songwriter and composer. Um, but yeah, sometimes when you know when you're when your parents I see it also in my kids who are now fourteen and seventeen. I mean, they see that that, you know, dad is producing and composing and everything. And it's not like and they're both super talented, and one wants to go and be an artist, and one says, no, I just want to be something completely different. I'm not even interested, though she is exactly as talented as as us all like she's absolutely fantastically talented but maybe it will lead her to something else you, you never know like um my my parents did the right thing they just supported me in everything i i was doing and that's what i learned from them that's what i tried to to do with my daughters
0: that's great and and when did songwriting as it was as kind of writing pop music when did that come into your life?
1: <laughs> oh god, that was like when I was 12 and I was like hammering some chords in in the Steinway of my mom. We had a Steinway D at home which was incredible. So I was like playing C C C C A minor 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 F F F F, F G and then my mother like every other mother would possibly come come to to the child and say Oh, my God, that's so amazing. You're like so so talented. Oh, my God, I love you so much. You're my son. So, But not my mother. My mother is a professional. So she came to me and said, well, <clears throat> how should I say it? It's a little bit boring. You know, the rhythm, the chord rhythm is a little bit dated. And then the chords are so simple. <laughs> and i was like I, I was tearing up i was saying mommy how could you this, this is like my first attempt to do something on my own how could you you know like the whole drama mm. but actually that was so nice that she always took me for real and uh my parents always were really straightforward professional in this case to me and that, that's what they could give me so that's what i can give them to my daughters
0: and you, you remember i remember us talking about how you didn't ever find yourself interested in drugs. <laughs> yeah. Didn't ever find yourself distracted. That's yeah, that,
1: that that actually was uh that's that's a real thing because I see so many people, you know, they they go up and they're they're saying you need to be in a certain level of your state to 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 get somewhere, you know, you need to take drugs or drink alcohol to to be in that cloud of doing creatively incredible things which you don't think you're able to do without it which is completely <clears throat> not right because i w- that's what music does to me like i love to do every day m- like my medicine against everything is like i'm playing a little bit of piano it just gives me something which drugs uh, never could gave me you know when i was trying them or or alcohol or something it's good but it's like it's it um it was never it was never it was never something which i n- needed to to be creative so i i, I never lit- literally took drugs um for for making music or for, <clears throat> for being uh, being creative i think that's a big mistake
0: i wanted to go back as well because we've we've kind of glazed over the kelly clarkson dark side cut and can you talk a little bit about how that song came up
1: well, so I was on a writing trip um, in Los Angeles. I was still living in Germany. And uh, um, I, was, uh, I was hooked up with that amazing writer who I just know from his credits. And then we met at a Starbucks and then he turned out to be like just an amazing guy, like equally as he was a writer. We just clicked right away. We just were like, you know, kind of the same age and just had fun together. And just because you have fun together and you meet, it doesn't mean that you write right away the best song of your life, right? So we wrote a song together that day on the first half of the day, which was super Kind of mediocre. It was maybe good, but it was not great, and it was very far from amazing. So we both knew we were gonna ditch that. So we we had like this amazing um, truffle pizza from uh, Trader Joe's uh, for lunch because he was like a super pizza guy. So it was like also all the sessions we had later. Uh, there was always pizza on the table, and uh, so we ate this amazing pizza, which you know, which was so kind of very inspiring. But it made me also free and i was thinking of my ex-girlfriend i became a very serious face and then busby asked me so why are you so serious right away like like what are you what are you thinking about And i said yeah i'm thinking about my ex-girlfriend on the first day we ever met um she taught me she told me that she has a dark side and that word triggered something in him where he completely went crazy. He was like, oh my God, this is crazy. I, what, what a great title, Dark Side. And then he just went to the piano and and started to hammer and and had these words in his head. There's a place that I know. And he started right away. And then I, I came in with, it's not pretty there. You know, like we, we literally started to write the song like two crazy persons who are just going wild about an idea and um, I'm not saying that songwriting has to be or composing has to be always like that but to find a partner who is so emotional like him who so understands to take his emotions seriously and to put them into a song that's what I learned from Busby like um, I, I'm not ashamed of any emotion what I have, like, or of any anything what I feel. I literally try to use that and try to be as honest and as authentic as possible. And yeah, that's. I mean, this song, the song is literally completely about my ex girlfriend, and um, and it was it was a good a good point for me to finish everything in my head, you know, like to to kind of close this down. And um, yeah, it, it it was it was a big song for me because it got my whole family to LA, and where we have now a beautiful and great life. So it was the start of it. It's it's really amazing.
0: And you said there was that kind of frenetic energy, like you guys were howling at each other. Yes,
1: I meant you know, like. Um, I had this picture in my head like every time I remember the sessions and other sessions with Busby it's like two wolves who are like literally oh like literally trying to trying to signal the emotions which which you know we were not finding the words right away but all our emotions reminded me on two wolves who are like all by themselves. Yeah, so good. And then and then we're just like, let's 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 go for this feeling, for this weird oh yell. It um it just gave me gave me the picture that yeah, like like I said before, it was just like so so raw and so um we were like literally opening up in a way where I up to that point never opened up in sessions before with other people.
0: And you said yeah. something really interesting you took the emotion seriously what do you mean by that yeah you know like
1: we're all we all have our struggles right and um i i feel like sometimes as a when i'm private like i, I i'm not having like i'm not telling everyone who i am right away you know like i always keep a sec- like to keep a secret or not everybody needs to know what i'm feeling uh, right away and i feel like In the songwriting session, it's so different. You just um, come together and you don't know each other. And to make this a real meaningful moment, you have to open up up to a certain moment. Uh, You have to, you have to just be real and just be, just open yourself and and uh i feel i feel that's how that's how real music can get into your heart when you just like are open for it and show and take your emotions seriously whatever you feel right now because it could be also like you know cool emotion like um oh i I want to party right now okay let's make a party song and you need to jump into a party song as much as you need to jump into a very sad ballad, like if you're writing a sad ballad, then you you need to understand what this is about, like with all your feels, with all your possibilities. It doesn't mean that you you have to lift have um, to lift that through, but you just gotta, like an actor, get into it and just feel it, you know. So that's um, I I don't know if this is any clearer.
0: I loved it because actually that's that's a new aspect is that. You're searching for that emotion. You're kind of letting the emotion signal you toward. The energy of the song you're not hiding it you're not waiting to kind of be accepted you're going you're just howling at each other that's
1: that's what i mean like you know just just open up just be be the person you are like i i i want that everybody who comes to my studio feels like seen and feels like that they can do that they can do everything what they want here you know like that they can say i want to write about blah 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 which hurt me so much i want to write about this situation where i was where I was so happy, you know, like I feel um in in a movie, for example, or in a musical movie, you know, the characters talk and then when the emotion gets so big that they can't talk, they start to sing. <laughs> yes. So, yes. So we're when we're doing work for artists, then I mean we're not playing with our emotions or we're not when we're actually trying to find out what they want to say but in the end you know when they opening up and when they um then then it could be such a great collaboration i mean that's that's what what's all about anyways in film and tv and and also with artist work it's always about collaborating and and finding together finding a group together
0: when you're working with artists sometimes you would have a lot more experience than them so how do you let them guide and open and drive the session but you as an experienced producer needs to also kind of navigate it with them how do you yeah there's
1: there's no real there's no real um recipe for this i feel like you just you know let them arrive and just see what they want to do and how they feel and I, i sometimes we start like with a lunch or with a you gotta to get to, you gotta get get a little bit to know each other. Like you can't start it right from, from nowhere. You you need to also there are some situations where you don't like each other and maybe you maybe don't even start to write that day. It could happen. Like I I'd like to feel it I'd like to feel it out, just to see, you know, it's a new person. Where's this person going to? Um we don't have to write you know like it's writing is also a very intimate procedure so um, we can just fill it out maybe we just write another day so uh, i i think like everything is open when somebody comes comes into the door it's like american idol you know like you see somebody's coming into the door you go, you, you see right away oh th- this person has something or this person will be super insecure or you, you see that right away i feel like you see it in the first and you feel it in the first three to four that's seconds. a lot for people
0: to unpick so if you've just heard that think about that when you're talking about co-writing when you're thinking about writing with people and i'm going to be shot by the listeners if i don't ask you what's it like to write with work with snoop dogg jesse J, kelly clarkson honestly you know ups and downs of that
1: I mean I mean when you're working with big stars, like the one thing which they all have in common, which they don't want you uh to do is to to be a fan fanboy. You know, like they all they all want actually somebody who knows what they're talking about. They're also so hype about their own voice, about their own vocals. They're specialists. You, you, you must imagine, you know, they're not general doctors. They're like special doctors. They doctor on their artistry, on their vocal. For example, Jessie has like a vocal producer with whom she wants to do her vocals, she's recording only with him, and for a reason, because the vocals I got from her were absolutely top-notch, like incredible. But they were also already produced, and you know, like she just has this amazing vibe and uh, already knows a person who brings out the best in her. Why should she change that? You know? Um, Snoop recorded also his vocals in his studio. Um, and 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 then you get the vocals, you understand right away why. Oh. It's right away the Snoop, song, uh, Snoop sound. It sounds like Snoop. It's, it's not like leaving us producers in the uh, in the not knowing of, oh, how do we produce the Snoop sound? He doesn't even care. He just sends you the vocal. And I was like, oh, of course, I, I would love to be in the, in the room recording it. On the one side, on the other side, I was actually very happy that I already got a Snoop vocal from
0: Snoop. <laughs> so you're working from the song is done you know are you changing those with jesse J or snoop are you able to send them back an email and say hey i'm loving verse two but can we change verse yeah it, with jesse
1: with jesse we were in the vocal session yeah i mean this was like for a big movie for ice age five we did the entitled credit song and you can't you know um we definitely were she was recording in london we were in my studio i was with my music supervisor john hoolahan and uh at that time um the head of the uh, head of the music department anton monstad they were like in my studio with me and we were just like zooming together which was really incredible because um so we all had a say in her performance we could you know i i I let the pack and i could say you know like hey can you try that again but honestly you don't even say to to a star like that can you try it again because you say basically. What a great performance. Let's do like one more take just so that we have it. How did how did you feel about it? you just ask different questions. You know, how did you feel about your take? You also want to get a feel for what they like, how they work. I also when I record vocals, you know, I always ask the singers, "How did you like the track?" Because the singers, they they have sometimes the way better feel for themselves as you have <laughs> so that's what i'm thinking always like why why should why should i teach them how to sing i don't i don't teach people i don't like to teach people i i like to to have equal partners also when they're singers you know they're and i'm the producer that doesn't mean that i'm the one who uh dictates everything i don't like that i just like to be an equal equal person in the room and uh and work and let them feel you know equally strong or equally weak as i feel that's so. brilliant
0: again there's a lot <laughs> for people to unpack there which they can do that homework based on this experience and you talked about working with people that are not as experienced and Do you find that's a different approach to producing sessions for people that are kind of brand new? I mean, people who are brand
1: new have, um, have so many, you know, so many dreams and so many, um, um, they have so many uh, different approaches, which, which are so fresh and which completely change everything up. And I love that. I love that because, um, because, you know. Pop is very very short-lived. Like you you, you have a song and then then you, you people ask you to produce. Oh, can you can you produce a song which sounds exactly like that song, which was in the charts like two months ago? Like us producers, um, we can't think like that. We need to know like we, when we produce when we go in today. We need to know what's going on in two thousand twenty five or two thousand twenty six. Like where is music leading us there? You can't produce like, oh yeah, I'm going to copy everything, what I see, what I hear on Spotify, on the viral playlist, oh so cool. This is like boring shit from yesterday. So you always, actually in composing and scoring, it's the same. You know, there's there's uh, several scoring trends which are more textual, which are not so melodic as as it used to be, for example, or people involving so many World instruments right now, also in scores where where world instruments maybe don't really fit, but just to just to it, it's a sign of our society that everything gets more diverse, everything glues more together. Like the world, uh, the world really gets together more as one in in certain moments. Of course, not everywhere, and of course, not in every moment. But um, but and I just like what I feel like younger people have the ability to contribute just because of their age. They just come with complete different, di- different ideas, which, which uh, people who are already a couple of years into this wouldn't never go to. They would never, I would never go to the, why are you going to that sound? That's, it's incredible. Like I, I always had this on my you know in in my synth but i've never used it and the way you use it it's so interesting and i would never never come to the conclusion to use it like that so these kind of moments are so eye-opening and keep you young by heart and keep you excited for what's to come for the future i feel like more a lot of people in my age um they they just don't you know they're so happy with what they do and Mm They achieved something, and they, you know they they like to they like to they like very much where they are. I never like where I am. I always want more and then then I want more, and after that, I want more that doesn 't mean I want to rule the world, but i I'm just interested in uh, in being more Madonna and more Prince than anything else. I like to reinvent myself. I like to f- refine myself in music. That doesn't mean as a as a I can I can stay the the most boring person uh, in my private house, you know, like it, it doesn't matter, but musically I think it's such a joy to reinvent yourself and to take so much so much inspiration from the younger generations. And um, yeah, I'm I, I'm really passionate about helping helping younger p- people also getting um, getting into the job. Like that's that's a real passion to work with younger people.
0: And we are right there. So I'd love you to tell everyone about rare behavior because this is something I found out in our conversation. Yeah. I think it's an incredible thing you're doing. Please tell us.
1: Yeah. So so this passion of me to you know to to work with younger people and help younger people to getting a maybe an easier entrance as as i i had um i i was very very lucky i met uh, just just like one year in i met my manager jonathan gordon who became my best friend and later my business partner and um you know he put me in touch with dreamworks he did all the right things in the beginning and then we got we found ourselves in the situation after some emmy and any nominations we achieved together which was absolutely stunning i could never believe that you know like i came here i met a guy of course there's a lot of hard work and tears involved of not speaking of that but you know, he put me in a situation that I was, like, seeing my emails, and there are, like, so many pitches from so many things. And I called him, and I said, I just don't know how to handle that. I I don't know if I can do that altogether. He said, hmm... Don't you have like a couple of friends who can, who can help you with that? I said, hmm, that's actually a good idea. And then he said, how about we actually call your friends and maybe we try to make a business out of it? You know, like we're helping them, they're helping us so we can build build our business and build their business and uh, commission them like kind of a management agency or whatever whatever you want to call it. And then that's how Rare Behavior started. My um, music production and licensing and original music pro- production company, call it whatever you want to call it. And we have um, currently 17 working clients who, um, yeah, a couple, some some great friends of mine who are also clients, they, they just do, um, they work on a big show, for nickelodeon which i can't disclose right now because it's not announced yet um one of our clients just did an apple show mark Evitt's frog and toad um we have um we have a wonderful composer which is my former assistant hope b she she just scored a mattel show <laughs> which is crazy which is amazing which she crushed and um I fired her, by the way, as my assistant because we started to be very successful together in songwriting. And I was like, I just can't, <laughs> I just can't work with my assistant. Like, you know, I said to her. Dude, we're like so great together in writing. We're, we're we're doing so great, but I can't call you like one hour later and said, "Hey, did you already send that email to that studio?" I just didn't want that, so I needed to fire her, and she she accepted that firing. And we're <laughs> writing a lot of songs together, and she's doing so great. And um, um, yeah. So so yeah, and it's mainly it's mainly of course we're looking we're always looking for super young talents where we can just you know help and we also hire an in-house agent um uh, that's how i call it like uh, we're not talking you know we're not working with any other outside agency because we always johnny and i were always thinking we can maybe do it all together on our own what other people can do you know do we, we can make it and we can make it even better because it's our way <laughs> and uh, so we hired a fantastic uh, partner her name is Deborah Siegel she um she is uh, her her job is to to bring us jobs and but only for our clients so we have like our little community, and everybody's working together. Um, I connect the people with each other, and there, are, you know, there are some relationships, um, writing relationships formed. It's it's really great. I I really enjoy. I really enjoy to be a part of it.
0: Yeah, it's great. And. Is that just for film t v or is that also for songwriting? like how does it work for you guys we um we
1: focus on film and t v because we feel like that's our strength, and especially the children in entertainment world. this is where we get the most credits. I mean you know you got to see it like here in l a there's so much going on um of course we we always take 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 a request seriously when somebody comes to us and says hey I'm 21 I'm a new producer and I want to score big action movies and I didn't do anything before like this is this is just very very hard to sell and very hard to to bring to the right people but of course we can try it but it's easier when somebody says you know what I I l- I have the same passion for children and children and family entertainment like you guys have. Um, can you can you help help us going in a little bit? That that's of course because it's closer to us. I think like every company has like its forte. We do everything. We do we, we did a lot of licenses too, and which we are getting more successful and more successful. But I would say this is just our forte.
0: That's so much, again, if people are understanding all of the value you're imparting, I just really appreciate it. And I appreciate your time because you do have so much knowledge and so much experience. And you talked about this, this key aspect of co-writing. When you have someone in the room, what do you think is the most important thing that artists, regardless of their size, what do they need in sessions? What do you bring? I think they
1: need, in the end, it sounds so kitschy. They need just to bring their heart, you know, like they just need to to be authentic and, and bring. Um, they don't have to be great writers. They don't have to be great singers. They don't have to be great producers. But uh, I think the difference between producers, songwriters, and artists is that that artists have have something what they want to express, which they can't express from the second row, like we can. You know, I'm actually happy to be at the second row, like behind somebody. Like, I'm not, I'm not like... I don't have any problem if somebody sings my songs and says, "Oh, I wrote the song on my own," as long as it's, uh, as landing in my pro in my account, I'm, I really don't mind. But um, <clears throat> but you know what I mean. So I feel like the most the most important thing for an artist to be just yes, stay their selves and just show show the show us collaborators what they're up to. So and and how we can help, like because that's my. That's my uh, work in the room. I try to help the artist as I'm trying to help uh, a director or a producer when I'm a composer. It's all about like helping others, being a part of it, um, about collaboration. Um, these are all like leitmotifs in, in the songwriting and composer world.
0: And if you could get really specific about technique for songwriting... What do you think is the difference between a good song and a great song?
1: <laughs> it's really hard to say. Um I, I I try to make it very easy. Um a good song doesn't give me goose goosebumps. It's it's really if you you know, this is also subjective, right? Song like writing generally is subjective. Um, for example, in my company, they, they, it's so funny. I I I'm one of the few persons who hears all our pitches. Right, so we're pitching all for the same song positions. And there was a pitch that means you know there somebody wrote, "Hey, we're looking for a song like this. Here are some music references. This happens in the scene." And now write a 130 song with a female vocal on it, right? That's that's like what we want you to do. And then 10 people from us are pitching against each other. And then I hear 10 songs which have exactly the same pitch, but are completely, from the core, different. Because we humans are completely different. And we read these, these pages completely different, right? So... I feel like, I feel like you just gotta be unique and just just gotta gotta be con- as confident as possible in your insecurities, as confident and as possible
0: in in whatever you want to express. And let me help you. You know, like that's, that's great um, because you. If I'm right, you're saying that artists that are coming into the industry already have everything they need if they can yes. be honest about what they yes. want to express. Yes, they they just yes exactly whatever that
1: is and this shouldn't you know this this, this this doesn't need to be something really dramatic or something really sad or something overly happy if you want to talk about ikea make a song about i, I recently heard a song about ikea i was like wow that's a song about ikea how cool is that <laughs> or you know just like drinking water to hydrate if that's your feeling right now and you Record feel exactly that that, that could be actually 10%. super fun that's so good yeah <laughs> drinking water to hydrate uh you know like just just be uh, just be, be this could be a song like about being aware of uh, t- to take care of yourself right there it is <laughs> that's great again you just
0: heard it guys you just the first collaboration between i wish i knew that about songwriting and alex here. let's write
1: this song together all together <laughs> Done. love it like 60 writers on it and done then we can <laughs> buy each other half a beer i love it
0: <laughs> half a steiner yeah perfect um
1: done. if
0: done. if we can go into this wonderful thing because i talk about on this show you have to have great songwriting you have to spend the time you have to have incredible songs but how do you feel about building relationships and that horrible word networking i really liked your perspective on this
1: um you know, I think I think um, networking is really important on the one hand because I, I feel like when when younger people are asking me how do I get into this industry, like um, they said, oh, do you know like some nice places like you know for example the Soho House or something where you just <laughs> yeah. like can connect and where you where you just turn turn around and you see like big directors, uh, big other composers. I personally think. Yes, there is a point where you can do that, but it's not the original and not the most important part of it. Because when you don't have great music, I mean, again, when, when you have good music, you can network as much as possible. It won't happen for you because nobody is interested into good music or something which there are some people who are still using the word demo. What is a demo? I mean, what do you demo these days? You have all the tools to do like a full production. So are you demoing a full production? Okay, I get it. But no, I'm first, I'm making a demo. Like th- this doesn't exist. This is like seventies or eighties, like on cassette, cassette tape or something. Like everybody, nobody wants to hear something uh, not finished. Everybody wants to hear a finished record. Um, you know, and, and on composer level in in the states here nobody compares you to to other people than john williams hans zimmer you know like people compare you always here to the biggest and what what is to do you need to up your game constantly every day and so i'm saying to all my to my assistants or to younger people i'm collaborating with i'm pointing on my keyboard and say get better at this every day just go Go network between the black and the white keys, you know. Like <laughs> just get, grab your guitar and and play as much so that you really get the rhythm and that you really get the the right grip. So so you don't hear the transitions between the grips. What, whatever you want need to do to get on the next level, just present me something which is so great that I. Your networking partner want to go to my people and say, "Oh my God, I've heard the new record to, from this person, and it's incredible." That's how networking works. It doesn't work. It doesn't work like you're going to a party and you go, like, "Hey, I'm Alex. Um, I'm doing this and I'm doing this." And even with my, you know, with my really good credit list, that's that's I, I've never been on a party to be honest and got something out of it because when you're on a party and you drink with somebody right then you maybe meet that person but that person if that's a professional the next step what this person wants you to do is to send music and when you send music you maybe already have the right address because you have the email of this person you can send music to but you know when three work three weeks later if nobody responds you just go and call hi i just wanted to tell you do you remember we were at that party and i sent you my music hello hello Uh, nobody oh then you realized your music wasn't good enough and that's where networking makes only up to a certain degree sense in my opinion what is great networking is when you find the people who are close to your age you, let's say you're like a top liner, right? You're like doing top lines and you write uh, uh, fantastic lyrics, but you want to, you want to collaborate with the biggest producers of our time. I don't know, like with Diplo or whoever, you know, like with uh, Louis Bell, right? But you don't know how to get to Louis Bell. Just Louis Bell, as much as I admire and love him, he's now, he's now the hottest guy. But what will be when Two years later, when you're developing your songwriting skills and your composing skills, who will be the next guy? Find that guy and collaborate with somebody who's close to you and you'll be the next Louis Bell post Malone kind of couple. You know, like, don't try to get to amazing, incredible people who are now incredible. Hey, in two years, they they possibly will be still incredible, but you have a bigger chance... To convince everyone of the new thing from 2025 than just to repeat and work with somebody who's, um who's maybe, you know, who's already has like their path and who already have like a fantastic career, they possibly won't even recognize you and don't want to work with you for reasons because they have Post Malone. They have all the great artists Louis Bell is working with, you know. It was just an example. I'm just like, just like the name which popped in my head.
0: (laughs) There's loads to take there because you talked about earlier, how do you you almost have to try and predict where it's going to go or just be so original that you kind of inspire that next wave. You said the same thing about exactly. finding the next person. And I talk about this. It's not about trying to knock on the doors of the industry. Yes. It's about being the center of the industry because you've surrounded yourself with friends, which what we're doing on this show.
1: That's exactly it. That's exactly how I feel. Like, surround you, like, find, find your people next to you like this form of collaboration that's great networking like everything which is related to to your art to playing to you know what i do for networking is like i watch and i drive everyone every girl in my family uh, wildly crazy with that i'm watching dave pensado mixing videos all the time i'm watching And I love him. He's so great. Like what I learned from, from f- just, just from these videos in the last couple of years, it's unbelievable like my mixes got better not because I got better it's because I just educated myself the whole time and that's what I what goes into my music and that what actually gives me new jobs not my persona or what I'm I mean of course you got to be a nice guy for sure I get it but there are people who are focusing on that component of network I think that's just maybe they have to oversee that it's not the only thing which 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 you need for networking and you know when i'm on a party i don't want to i don't want to i want to say hi to somebody but i don't want to say hey do you want to my be my assistant hey i have a project which you can share i don't want that i just don't find it very comfortable to be honest
0: and actually I have a very quick story i was yeah partying with a collaborator one of the first nights we met i don't really drink that much and i'm leaning against the wall at this party swaying and this guy comes up to me and says i I really want you to work on my solo stuff and i was about to cry i was like this is so cool and then i went outside and i vomited on the street and that was the end of that night you know
1: (laughs) (laughs) exactly dude this is exactly this is exactly it like when you're partying even when you're stand like in an official party like let's say a movie premiere you just imagine i mean of course it's of course, there's always, uh, an example for something for the exact opposite side, right? So there are people who went on a movie opening. They went to, to Mac G or to, to Tom Cruise and said, Hey, I'm Alex Geringas and I can make the music for your next movie way better than everybody else can, especially Lauren Boff. I'm the new Lauren Boff. You know, like <laughs> there are people who are doing it, but I, I, first of all, I think Lauren Boff is doing fantastic. Like, an incredible job. <laughs> it's okay. <an> impossible, <laughs> You're fine. You're fine. Mission Impossible. <laughs> Second of all, I would definitely love to score Mission Impossible, hundred yes. percent. And that's that's both both are true. Both are true facts. And when you see the person, why don't you go to that person? It makes absolutely sense to try that. But I'm saying, if in this, when you have in this moment also the music, to follow up to then you're great, then you're good, then then actually I feel like it could really happen. But if you have nothing to follow up, I don't know. Right,
0: and it's the quality. It's I think about you, you, the quality. You've actually exactly. outlined and drawn together everything I've been trying to put my head around. You've said it beautifully. <sighs> and you have the experience and the context because it's. About, I think it's half how good you are, right? But you have to be so damn good that when you show anyone… Exactly. They're just like, who are you? And then you can, and then you can also cold call people, which I also sometimes do.
1: You know, there was a director I was interested. Um, I I saw his movie and I was like, oh my god, that's a great. I mean, it's a big studio movie, and I really cold called him on Insta, and I don't have an answer yet. So it happens. But I also already called called people, and they gave me an answer, and they said, you know what, this is my professional contact. How about you write something there? And then we had responses, and we, we you know, we're in touch. So good things can happen from that too so i i definitely if somebody doesn't like you cold call or to call texting them yet yeah, and just you know then they say we don't like it or they don't answer but um but why not like i'm doing it i'm doing it my manager is doing thank it. you so yeah. much
0: that <laughs> is the, the single most, most useful thing point. i think and you've got no idea because you you've got all this incredible experience and, and points and stuff but you have just said you're willing to face rejection. You're going to find someone. You're going to DM them. You're going to send them your. Oh, work. Jamie,
1: I'm telling you, Brilliant. rejection. My name is DJ Rejection. Like it's it's it's. <laughs> it's
0: like, let's do an album. Come oh on, my, DJ Rejection. Let's do, it. <laughs> let's do it.
1: I'm I'm in, man. But the thing is, you know, you know, rejection is such a big thing. Like I, I realized that so many people can't cope with rejection at all. I'm I'm um, I'm here on a standing desk. I have a standing desk in my studio, and I only built that to cope with rejection. And I'm telling you why. So I, I, when I'm, when I'm sitting and I'm, you know, and I have revisions for, for let's say, um, for like a show where I did like a big John Williams kind of cue super big orchestral arrangement oh my god it took me like I don't know like three days to do like 30 seconds and then your executive producer said oh my god I love this cue so much it's so amazing how about like we after one second we just completely go dry and then we let the characters talk and then in the end when you do like this boom 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 we come back again that would be so cool so he basically in one note he completely crushed my Work of the last three days. What do you want to do? Cry? Nah, not a good, not a good look. So, so I realized when I was sitting, I was like literally getting emotional faster. So I realized I want to when I do revisions, I want to stand. I want to be like, so you want me to do that? I'm not, you know, I don't like that too much. But yeah, I can do that. I'm. I. It makes me kind of stand over the things and be cool about it, because look. We did it exactly like he proposed, and he was absolutely right. It was it was for it was so so funny to have that big swarm of orchestral things coming in and break it up and then let them talk very comedically for, for about like 20 seconds and just do in the end something. It was for the show the very right decision. And I'm super proud that I, you know, just that I just overcome this in this moment. I, I was like not I was like not so thinking about my own feeling to that. It was more like I helped him creating his show.
0: So good. I've never heard anyone say I bought a stand up desk to better deal with rejection, it's, but it makes I so swear, much sense. I
1: swear to god, it's absolutely true. It's it's the I mean, it's also really nice to be, you know, to stand. I liked it.
0: And I And as soon as we first spoke, I was like,
1: yes, I like this. You know, the other reason is when you when you produce or when you do like dance music or hip hop and you're sitting, so how do you how do you want to do from this body's position of sitting? Hey, I'm a hip hop producer. Th- this doesn't work. You, you just got to, you know, Move in the, move in the, uh, move around. And when you're like standing, it's so much easier to, to feel the beat. And that's, again, that's what I learned from Busby. Like he was always listening so loud to everything. And I was like, are you crazy? Are you, are you ear sick? He said, no, I just want to feel it. I just want to feel what I'm doing. So it's, he's not, he was never loud to be loud. Like he said, I hate loud, but I, this is, this is how I feel it. Like, when i feel the bass i it gives me something so i can i can write better when i feel it so writing with him was great but it was also loud (laughs) it was like the oppenheimer of writing
0: (laughs) do you think he was trying to charge those emotions that you try and be honest with because he's trying to fill up his emotion and
1: hit that thing 100 percent, he needed it to Uh, to come closer to his own emotions 100 percent like this is how he he actually triggered his emotions you know like you can always you know some people like we were talking about drugs and you know like some people need that to trigger their emotions i don't i don't believe i don't believe at all but i believe when for example you know people people who are blind They feel they 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 love to have a lot lot of bass because then they feel so much like when you close your eyes and when you just just hear what what is around you, um, it's such a such an enlightening experience because you 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 feel and you feel so you start to feel so much more right away, and uh, Busby was doing nothing else; he was just literally trying to get as emotional as possible that doesn't mean that he was like super aggravated or super uh, crying it was like he was just trying to to get into this emotion of the song and trying to hit it as clearly as possible and then it was easier to write from that standpoint and uh, instead of just like not really hitting it and not like being like unsatisfied i'm not getting the lyric right because when you when you get to that point of emotion, then you're right away you, you can basically say what you want. It it just gives you like a it just gives back to you somehow. <laughs> I don't know if I'm expressing myself clear but So
0: good. But for people that can't see the video as well, you're talking when you're saying, I'm trying to charge my emotions. I'm seeing you do that. Like I'm trying to be in the song and then I'm going to write and I'm going to be honest to it. And as soon as you said, I'm not sure, you know, your whole body dropped away. So these things <laughs> are so, they're so crucial.
1: I feel that. yeah.
0: And if we can just go back to, to Busby because yeah, it's incredibly sad you lose someone like that. But you talked about not only getting on as friends. But you had a great working relationship too, right yeah, I mean, I mean
1: what was so great like of course the friend the friend aspect was great he you know we just relocated we he was one of the very few people we knew he and his amazing wife Jess, and they helped us so much they helped us find the right people like that was that was one thing, but um um in the in the working in the very short time where we were working together and creating so many actually really a couple of songs which are meaningful and got cut from from different people um there was always like a big mutual respect there was always what I actually never really experienced so much before he did all the things which I love these days in in other people I I basically I saw that all in him. Like the way it's not like the way that he's getting triggered by loud music. It's also the way he listens to others. And not only as a songwriter, but also as a human being. He just has the, you know, we all have the ability to 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 do something and to create something to throw an idea in. But do you really have the ability to actively listen to somebody? I don't know if I had it before I met this guy. Like he had it. Like he was listening when, when I said, when I said these words, these few words about my ex-girlfriend that she said that she has a dark side. And I'm still like, uh, you know, I'm still like processing this. He was just listening, not only to the words and to me, he was just literally trying to, to get so much out of it that, that it actually ended up in a life-changing song for us you know so disability from from people to get into um I, I saw that also to come back to your to a question about how is it working with stars all these stars um have disability you know I, I was so lucky i w- was working with han Zimmer a couple of times and he's also like that he's like full fully like invested like in nothing else but the work, and this could be super intense by times. And I'm also, I'm also, I feel like I, I, I grew, I grew in this the same person somehow, you know. Like, on, of course, in my ways, but, but I, I'm super, I'm super invested in what I'm doing, just because I know I don't want to waste any time. I also don't want to waste any time from others. I don't want to be get in somebody in the room and just be like a lot of sessions in LA are you know like hey sorry i'm like 2 hours late um do you, should we just order smoothies i'm kind of hungry and you go like no 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 we actually want to go to work it's it's like it's like what what a great energy to start a session so, hi, uh, hi I'm, I'm blah blah um i'm so hungry i'm just so tired of it's like oh i'm just coming from another session like all in this in this five seconds of of chit chat everything in my in my world just stops i just don't i just want to order
0: smoothies and i just don't want to do anything anymore it's really and in the american idol analogy you're just going Buzzer, I'm good. It's a buzzer. As as Next. Comes in. <laughs> totally. <laughs> no, but I mean, look, look, also, also these situations
1: can lead to something super nice because when the person is hydrated and everything and, and you know, got food and everything, and th- then it still can be something amazing. I'm not saying that, uh, that it's, it needs to be like that, but, uh, Busby, Busby was definitely somebody who, who through his listening, um, changed my way of, uh, yeah, writing songs, especially collaborating with other people.
0: It's beautiful again. And I have this idea of Busby that he howls like a wolf, he listens like a wolf, and yes. he channels that emotion when he's writing, That's which is a beautiful freaking, combination of skills. That
1: is beautiful, and you're absolutely right. Did I did I tell you actually I'm... Um, he was—he uh, was always uh, in the in the last um, awards which he was getting. Uh, he was wearing like a super nice jacket, like a black cool bomber jacket. And uh, I found actually the designer after his death. I found the designer who did this jacket, and I had uh, Busby stitched into this jacket and custom made it for me. So he's always close. So he—he's always near my heart.
0: That's so good. That's so nice. I don't know, you've got that energy. I think when you turned up with all your with all your, analogy, with all your kind of accolades and you, you turned up and you were smiling and laughing in our first call, I was like, wow, this is easy. You know, you didn't go, oh, sorry, I'm this. And, and you were early today. And there's just so many small things people can learn from being a, a professional. And I want to thank you for that because it, it, it really is. That's it's so kind of nice of you. Thank you so much too. I have so much and, fun. <laughs> and, and next time they come into your session needing a smoothie, just go, drink water, hydrate. hydrate
1: drink water hydrate
0: mm, uh, uh. i love it i love the
1: melody where's the song send yeah, me done, the song let's man. let's work it's, on it. it it's recording
0: man we'll sample it i'll it we'll send it to Alyssa. elizabeth um and you, and i want to ask you because again it's something i want to grab you before you go your work schedule is really impressive can you just talk about what it is for a, a day in the life of of alex
1: so you know i i always maybe it's because my studio partner is also such an early early cat um we're here like at, around, like, 5.30 or 6, mostly. And then we work, we drink a coffee, have, like, super, uh, super meaningful conversations about life. But then we work on our own in our studios, like, till 10. Because at 10, the calls start. You know, like... Actually, I found it great to make like a break from 10 to 1130, maybe just to do calls, just to this is like where the executives where everybody is like awake and, you know, the problems come in and and uh, the revisions come in and everything. So I I learned to make that time just to handling the business side of my job. Then it's lunch, and then I'm working till till whatever needs to be done. For example, yesterday I was just like so KO from working because I was working through every day like this routine, and I needed to do so much. But um, I just went home at three and just spent two hours with my incredible wife, and and after two hours sitting, you know, sitting at home and just having some nice conversations and some tea. I was ready to really go in and uh, finish the work I needed to, to finish yesterday. And that actually, because I had that break and this kind of really mental break from from everything, I was so fast in the evening. <laughs> I just couldn't believe, like, I was scoring a show. And it's normally um, that you that you score, like, maybe two minutes or three minutes a day. I was just, like, just in the three hours yesterday, I was scoring, like, six and a half minutes, which is so much. But, um but it doesn't happen every day but i was just like i was so relaxed i wasn't thinking about anything else uh and just it led to led to being super productive
0: that's it again your family your wife it's just wonderful cuz like you you said it exactly you turn away from work you get energized by someone you love and you care about and then you go and double your work ethic in the evening it's really impressive oh thank you no no it's i think i think you got to got to make yourself Especially when
1: you work on your own, right? We are all people who work on their own. Like we, we don't, we don't go to a schedule where we have to, you know, just put something in. We just work on our own schedule. And why don't you, why don't you? Approach it as disciplined as everybody else. You know, like I love, like I'm, this is not the house I'm living in. This is like my studio house. So I'm going to work and then um, I'm going back home. So just these little things are very important in my life or just taking the right breaks. My mom, uh, who I adore, she always, uh, she always is saying, you know, you got to work super disciplined, but even relax, even more disciplined. So it's it's really true like the the relaxation like yeah you know it right away because yeah because mm-hmm. because you're doing the same what I do you know we're sitting in front of of computers we're trying to do the best music the whole time we're like with our thoughts like how can we make that better how can we how can we derumble that kick you know like oh crazy Oh, I learned recently a great trick to do that, but um, but uh, it's it's like steady, you know. We grow and steady. We're just trying to be a better, better, produce a better human being. But to take an active break from that, that's so important because it will lead you to to better uh, things back. For example, when I, people people you know talking about writer's break, I also sometimes have. Uh, writer's block sorry yeah so when you have when i have writer's block i i taught myself to be super disciplined about it and you know i'm feeling i'm not getting it right i'm just feeling it in this moment i leave everything here and i just go i just go straight home i just don't even think about it what i have to do or if i have a meeting i say i can't meet you i'm just done i'm just done for the day just I'm going straight home, going straight in the in the fridge, getting straight a beer, getting straight out and just, just done. Done for the day. And that, that gives me the ability to really completely relax and on the next day I'm double as productive.
0: This is great to hear. I think you you talked so well about this. And I was doing archery this morning. I do it try and do it twice a week in the mornings, just get up and go. And you're outside. And I, I, I should, you know, I was, I was starting off really stressed and my arrows were everywhere. And then through the session, I calm and I calm, and I come back to work today, full day of work, tracking vocals, working with clients, talking to people, excited to talk to you as well. And it just, it worked out, you know, cause I took that time out.
1: Yeah. That, t- that time leads you to everything else again. It's, it's really, it's really a good, good little trick.
0: <laughs> and the main thing is when you get home, you got to drink water and hydrate. hydrate. That's what you got to do. Hi <laughs> love it. Um, so <laughs> will be riffing. Or not. You have a nice um, voice, by the way. <laughs> thanks, man. Um This has been educational for me. Like I said, the first call I took so much value. And you, you've uncorked a bunch of gems as well, and I'm kind of not sure what to do because you haven't come at me with you're not trying to sell me a book, which I think books are great as well. But you are just here to talk about. What you love and what you do every day, but is there anything you want to really push out there to our listeners, or advise, or leave people with? Because you've been so generous so far.
1: Look, I feel like we, uh, as producers, composers, uh, songwriters, one really one big responsibility to ourselves is that we always keep fresh and keep, you know, super collaborative. What look out for new influences in the society um, in, you know, in all, in all comfortable and uncomfortable things, which are happening, my trainer, he always, he taught me one thing, which is so great. He said, uh, just become comfortable in the uncomfortable. And this is like a motto in my life where, when I, when I approach, for example, something new and people are telling me, oh, this is terrible. This is just don't go there, Alex. This is for me a sign. Oh, cool somebody doesn't like it that means it has tension oh maybe i should explore it and even even piss this person even more off you know like like if if i can piss off one person maybe i can piss off 100 person or maybe hundred thousand. oh great let's do it i'm gonna use this sound it sounds terrible for you but for me it sounds amazing i think that's you know like just be just be aware that you can really be everything what you want it's all and just be be very cautious about everything what you do has a meaning so just give it meaning just believe in the meaning you can give to music and you can give to the world that's what i would say that's what i'm trying to teach myself every day but i unfortunately always forget it again <laughs> But sometimes the song about hydration and water can be much bigger just because the idea is cool and I don't know a song about hydration and water. And then especially with your voice, it sounded great. So I go like, Hey, that's actually something we should really do. It's fun. Let's go for it, you know, like give me a beat and, and then get a rapper on
0: it or just just I really imagine that this could be like a super fun song. So Alissa and Elizabeth they'll be getting the WAV file on Monday. <laughs> um but just for part two this has been really revitalizing for me i'm I'm trying to do my job as a host and diligence for our listeners but just as human beings i, I really appreciate you and I, I really want to thank you personally for that's your time so sweet and um you. i had the best i won't time. be a stranger
1: yes please please don't be a stranger and uh we we should do that like weekly two times or something
0: <laughs> that's so much fun this is his therapy sessions online
1: oh yeah i I, I must say I enjoyed it exactly the same way. It was so nice to talk to you, and it felt like we were just uh, just talking about songwriting. <laughs> Didn't feel like an yeah, interview or podcast at
0: all. F- felt great. And I really hope I can be like you when I've had a bit more experience in a few more years. You know, beautiful family, kind person, happy, active. It's really, really cool. And, and, and when I'm
1: reborn, I want to have a voice
0: like yours. Should we just swap? I'll come to LA, have your studio. You can come live here in France. Done.
1: Let 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 a- AI programmers, you know, like then we can swap already before. We can just try it out if that works. And then, yeah, that's great. Let's do it, done. Done, all right, done. That,
0: that's gonna be it, that's gonna be it. Um, from all of us, thank you so much From me personally. Uh, this is incredibly valuable. So thank you so much. Thank you so and much. And we'll be speaking to you again. A biento. c'est parfait. C'est parfait, <laughs> merci beaucoup. The episode might well be over for this week, but you can still do so much for your songwriting right now. If you wanna send in a song, for submission for us to review or ask us a question or just say hello and get in touch you can send us an email i wish i knew that pod at gmail.com and we'll get right back to you with whatever you need if you would like to join the discord then in this very show in the links below you can do that why not bring some friends why not tell people about what we are doing so this can be even richer for you and your collaborators if you want to get in touch with us on instagram i wish i knew that pod And if you really want to help the show out, if you feel like you want to contribute more than just your precious time, there are some incredible resources that I've vetted, picked, approved for you and if you use the links below to purchase them it will help this show out massively and keep us going and keep us finding people like you all over the world and of course if you want to book a call with me you can do so i am there you can go to my website jamiecarcoop.com or check out the link i'm there for your questions your projects if you want to talk theory if you want to talk about relationships if you want to talk about anything i am there for you look forward to meeting you thank you so much for listening to the show and wherever you are i wish you all the best with your songwriting i'll speak at you very soon